Welcome to Learn More with the Corps with Community Health Corps. I'm your host, Patty Brady, and we are so excited that um, you have joined us today, and we're excited to be able to bring this podcast uh, to our community and throughout the United States. Our podcast, Learn More with the Corps, is going to focus on bringing awareness and support to people um, with intellectual and developmental disabilities, mental illness, and substance use disorders. We are excited to be able to have some guests with, with us today. But first, I want to tell you a little bit more about Community Health Corps. Community Health Corps is the local governing authority for mental health and intellectual and developmental disabilities. We are in Northeast Texas and we cover nine counties in Northeast Texas. We cover uh, or we serve over 17,000 individuals each year and we employ over 500 people in our community. So, um, you know, this year we all know that it's been a challenging and really unpredictable year for all of us. We have all seen um, the stress that the pandemic has brought to all of us and our loved ones. And we just thought it would be a great idea and um, really just a need to bring uh, a podcast like this to just share information and to be able to bring hope and support and those resources to all of our listeners. So today we have some guests with us from the community and our first um, episode today is gonna be talking about um, helping children uh, cope with um, the impact of COVID-19. And so if you have children or you know um, you work with children, you know that children really have been impacted by uh, COVID-19 and this pandemic this year. Um, they have really have seen uh, the adults and people in their community really worry and stress about the pandemic and um, either getting the virus or becoming sick with the virus. And um, we want to make sure that we are bringing um, and um, sharing all of the supports that we can for people to be able to be able to cope with um, these challenging times and during these challenging times. So I want to first introduce Cindy Thomas. Uh, she is here with us today. Cindy, can you introduce yourself, please? Hello, my name is Cindy Thomas, and I'm the Program Manager for Child and Adolescent Services at Community Health Corps. Thank you, Cindy. And we have Stephanie here with us. Hi, everybody. My name is Stephanie Negrete, and I work with the Children's Defense Fund. I am a Community Health Outreach Associate here in the Gregg County area, um, but we actually cover the counties of Smith, Gregg, Rusk, and Cherokee County right now. Great. Thank you, Stephanie. And we have Chad Patterson with us. Wow. Thanks, Patty. So I am the new CEO, I say new, new CEO for Boys and Girls Clubs of the Big Pines. We're a five-county uh, youth development after-school resource for families, and I'm honored to be on the call today with all of you. Well, thank you all for joining us today. And, and again, you know, we know how important it is to just bring this information to um, the people um, that we serve in our community, but also people throughout the United States and throughout the world. We are all going through this together. This is something different. You know, typically you have a region um, that maybe be, is going through a disaster because they've been impacted by a tornado or a hurricane. Um, but this pandemic has impacted all of us. And so we are all here to be able to support and help one another. Um, I want to start with um, Cindy since um, we work together. So, um, you know, I, I know Cindy really well, and she does a fabulous job with um, the children in our communities. And um, Cindy, you know, can you explain to us what kind of challenges have you really seen um, that, you know, with our organization during the pandemic, um, what challenges have you occurred? Um, 
Um, so, you know, we um, are providing um, most, a lot of our services telehealth. And, and I will say, um, I was really impressed with our agency's ability to literally overnight go from seeing kids face-to-face -face in the office to turning, going into the digital, completely digital world as quickly as we did. And um, so, um, you know, that said, those types of services don't work for everyone. Our kids are, you know, we're very interactive with the children that we serve. We, we, we play a lot. We do, we, we do play therapy. We do um, lots of specialized services that um, are better delivered when you can be face to face. So when we went um, to everyone working remote, that, that was a huge challenge. And we're seeing that um, along with that, as kids return to school, they're doing a lot of online learning and that has increased their stress and um, their ability to learn as they're used to learning and how they should be learning. So uh, we're all having to um, adjust to this, this new way of, of doing our, our lives. And it's, it's particularly hard on, on our kids, especially the young ones who they're so excited to see you and they want to, they, they're loving and they, they they look forward to your attention. And it's just not the same when it's over televideo, the way that we're having to do this now. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's so understandable. Um, what, what percentage would you say are um, telehealth clients right now? Um, I mean, I would say somewhere between 50 to 75 percent, closer to 75 percent are our telehealth. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're just having to do that just to keep, just to take the necessary precautions so that we, we're doing our part um, to, to flatten the curve on this virus. Absolutely. That is so important. And Stephanie, so in your organization, have you seen... Um, any challenges throughout this pandemic? Uh, we definitely have. Um, you know, before the pandemic occurred, we were, a lot of our job requires, you know, to do a lot of outreach aside from assisting clients one-on-one. -on -one. We're out in the community, we're out at pantries, you know, WIC offices within our counties that we cover, uh, you know, clinics that we sit in help and try to partner with our clinics within the counties. You know, we partner up with Head Start, um, you know, presenting at coalition meetings or just being a part of the, you know, coalition meetings just to try to get as much knowledge as we can about the community, what, you know, they're needing. And the pandemic has really drawn us back. So it's kind of harder to do outreach without, you know, being there in front of people face to face communicating. You know, I, I like to communicate, you know, face to face. It's easier to get to know somebody, get to know your community when you're out there actually seeing it for yourself, seeing the needs that they need. So we've had to really think outside the box. Um, we've relied heavily on our social media. We did interviews, I believe, with even Community Health Corps, posted them on our Facebook, um, interviews with daycares, um, schools, um, just other, part, other organizations that we partner with. And we've definitely had to rely more on our social media on our part, the organizations we partner with a lot because we all have the same common goal, which is to serve our communities and make sure that we're there to help them with anything that they need. So it has been really challenging, but I think we're doing a really good job of, you know, adjusting to the new norm or the temporary new norm. 
Um, but yeah, it has definitely been a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of what um, Cindy was saying earlier, you know, we went from one day not being able to do telehealth to the next day, we're having to do telehealth for everyone. And kind of the same thing with outreach, you know, we go from being able to go and have lunch with someone and have a meeting um, and having a community event, and then to the next day not being able to do that. So I think, um, if there is a silver lining in this pandemic, it's allowed us to really think outside of the box and be able to do some things that we weren't doing before um, to make those connections in a different way. So, uh, Chad, what are some challenges you've seen at the Boys and Girls Club? Yeah, well, I, I would echo what Stephanie and Cindy have said. I, I guess the, the main thing for us as we work with kids, it's all about the relationship. And while I'm learning to embrace the whole virtual world, there's no substitute for being in the same room. And so when, when the, the closure started in March, we unfortunately, because we're so dependent on our school partnerships, we're unable to be on campuses. And so we did not even remain engaged with kids except virtually until June. And then we were able to reopen and actually do face-to-face on-site programming uh, all summer and I think the biggest relief was even for the parents (laughs) you know as much as we focus on the kids and the stress that they're facing they're also facing it with their families and their parents and so our vision was this wave of stress coming into our clubs and into our space and so we just are thankful to have staff that were able to withstand that initial wave of need if you will Um, and not forgetting we've all gone through this. We've, we've carried our own stress as providers. And so just having the ability to start back doing some things, I think not only has impacted the kids that we serve, but I think it's even helped our staff to have some sort of normalcy again. And so we continue to fight that battle of uh, trying to regain the number of kids that we were able to serve, but just seeing how resilient kids are and staff are people who love kids and families. It's been very inspiring to see people take on the new safety requirements and the cleaning requirements, all because they love to serve kids. So it's really as challenging as it's been, it's been very inspiring too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you brought up a good point and we all as, as parents are educators, um, you know, workers in the healthcare field, um, we have to take care of ourselves. And because we, if we're going to be able to take care of the children and the young people that we serve, we have to make sure that we're going to take care of ourselves too. And yeah. that'll be our next, um, our next episode is self-care. So I'm really excited to be able to bring that because I think it's so important right now um, and anytime, but especially during these times to be able to make sure that we are taking those times as individuals to take care of ourselves so we can serve um, the people um, that are close to us and the people that we serve um, better. And um, so Chad, I'm gonna come back to you so we can kind of mix things up. You know, uh, you and I met this morning and I was so, uh, it was so refreshing to be able to actually go get a cup of coffee with someone because that really (laughs) hasn't happened often in the last six months. And so, um, 
you know, I think more than ever, uh, collaborating with um, community partners and being able to um, just work together um, is so key right now. And I know that you mentioned, you know, your, your numbers are, you know, I don't want to say numbers because, but the, um, the children that you're serving right now is a little bit lower because of some, some barriers that you have um, in the community. Um, as with everyone, you know, we all have those right now because we're having to, you know, make sure we're social distancing and making sure we're just having those precautions. Um, <clears throat> explain to me, or kind of like if you want to share um, some, some of the stuff that you have done differently with the, the children that you are serving within your organization, um, kind of sure. like Stephanie was talking about, you know, just thinking outside of the box and some different things that you, you've done lately. Yeah, great question. So, we have embraced the virtual aspect, and so we were solely virtual uh, this spring, and that was a new uh, thing for us, frankly. We've had that ability, but we really haven't focused on that, so we've integrated more virtual opportunities for families. Now, within that, of course, we all know the digital divide still exists, so we're still trying to look for resources like the school districts are to make sure families have devices and internet access and all that kind of stuff. So we've been more intentional with the virtual. I think honestly, we've really, I think become more compassionate. I think we've become more appreciative of just the privilege of working with kids. So I think the quality of our relationships have gone up. Part of that's due to smaller ratios, but I've really been so impressed by how the staff I think have had a renewal of how important our mission is and how important it is to work with kids. And so I think something that's even new for us is just an increased appreciation for what we get to do with kids. I think we've done a, a much more intentional outreach even to the parents. So we haven't necessarily created any new rocket science, so to speak. If anything, we have just really gone back to those fundamental things of just offering a loving, safe, clean, of course, environment. Um, and we have been blessed to go back onto some of the campuses and we hope that increases. But I think if anything new, it's really just a deepening of the love and the care and the compassion that we have, the privilege of giving giving kids. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And that's excellent. And coming from a parent that um, had a child in the Boys and Girls Club last spring, um, you guys did an excellent job of really just taking that time of the students going home and being at home and really still connecting with them. I know that my son, he was used to um, having that, that person or a few, you know, individuals that worked with him on his homework and just was able to talk with him after school. And because he wasn't in school and he was virtual, they, they set up Zoom meetings and fun activities um, through Zoom right. and connected that way. Didn't he win a, he won a prize in one of the games too, he right? He did. He won a Jeopardy right. prize. He was super yeah, excited right. about that. Yeah. yeah that's cool. <laughs> that yeah, well, that, that's cool to hear, Patty. We tried to be creative. I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot of opportunity right now. And so I, that's a cool story. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing. And Cindy, um, coming from a therapist and coming from a, from an LPC, can you share with us some information that you've really been working with your staff and working with the children that you're working with 
on um, coping skills and really, you know, not just the children um, and how they are coping during these times, but um, also, as we mentioned, you know, the parents too. And just if you can share with the listeners some, some helpful tips. Well, I don't think that we can underscore the, the level of stress that we are all under. And I think that we're not even realizing the, the level of stress that uh, how that's impacting us. You know, we've gotten used to um, just sort of accepting that we don't know what's coming around the corner, that we don't know what new restriction or new way of having to do things. And that's not knowing what's coming next, I think is, is what is hardest for a lot of people. It's, it's hard for adults and it certainly is really hard for, for kids. So, you know, what, what I tell um, everyone is don't, don't minimize what you're hearing. You know, when it's, it's real easy for us as parents and, and as a parent, I could say I, I've been guilty of it. It's real easy for us to say, what have you got to be stressed out about? What are you so worried about? You know, our kids are isolated more than they ever have been all of the things that they would look forward to in their school year has been canceled or done in a different way that they wouldn't have chosen for it to be done in. And so we can't ignore um, the hurt that goes along with losing out on those opportunities that they've looked forward to for so many years. Think about a homecoming dancer. My daughter was a senior last year. So, I mean, we still made it work, but it wasn't like we thought it was going to be. So, um, I, one of the things that um, I have it, you know, told people to do is, you know, don't think too far out. Don't think about what's going to happen and the holidays, what's going to happen for graduation next year. Just, just kind of like focus on, try to focus on the here and the now. What are the, what are the good things that the positive silver lining pieces. I mean, we've, we've touched on some of those. Um, you know, for us, one of the things, the teenagers that we work with, they, they a lot of times resist coming in and talking with us, but being able to talk with them over the computer while they're chilling in their rooms and them showing us their stuff really was an effective way to do therapy with them and gave us a lot of insight into their lives. So while things are different, I mean, there are good things that come out of having to do things in a different way. So um, I just also like tell people like, just let's, let's be patient with ourselves and be patient with the people that we're working with. And um, cause, cause we don't have all the, we don't have all the answers and we don't have to have all the answers. So let's don't put that pressure on ourselves. We really are in a place where we're forced to focus on the here and the now we're forced to take one step out of it at a time because we don't know how things are, how things are going to end up. So, um, you know, it's really just about, uh, like I say, being patient with yourself, allowing yourself the time and space to manage your stress. I think that when we went televideo, when we went remote, people's movement decreased significantly. So I'm always encouraging people get out of your office, get out of your house, go for a walk, be in nature as much as possible because gym's closed, everything closed. So you've got to have that physical activity. I, my, my joints were, were killing me. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not running around my office talking to people and I'm not going, I'm, I'm just a always on the go kind of person. And I wasn't doing those things. And so I really had to like say, okay, you've got to like 
you know, get your, do your exercise in a different way uh, that, than you did before. So in making sure that you're doing those types of things. So, um, and, and keeping the structure, you know, uh, when we went home, I always encourage parents, don't just let kids sleep until noon, you know, when they're doing online school, even if they're doing online school, have a daily structure, have you know, that is so important when kids think that they don't want to be in school. Some kids, when we all went home, were like, yahoo. And it wasn't, it was not two weeks before that got old because they think they want to be able to do whatever they want. But actually what kids really want is structure. They want to know what's coming next. And, and that helps them to feel safe and secure. Yeah. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, that's absolutely, that is wonderful. And, you know, one thing that, you know, kind of when you said what kids want, um, would you agree that, you know, as a parent or as an educator, as a person serving children, they want to hear, and especially as a parent, they want to hear the truth. They want to hear the, the, the information about the virus. They want to hear um, that you are also, you know, stressed and you're also worried. Um, you know, uh, I know that it's, it's easy for us. And, you know, I say this as a parent for me to say, you know, we're, we're good. We're good. We're, we're fine. I'm fine. Well, even when I'm not. And um, would you say that it's good to, to have those, those raw conversations? I mean, what is, what is your thought on that? Was that a question for me, Patty? It is. Yeah, okay. No, I think, I think it is, it is uh, very important to be honest, not just with your children, but with your coworkers. Um, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing, you can't be Pollyanna and you know, you don't, you hear about toxic positivities and stuff right now, you know, I think it's, I think it's important to look for the silver lining, but I think it's also important to um, give, give people permission to say, you know, this really sucks. And, um, yeah. and, to, and to be uh, authentic um, in this situation, because none of us have experienced anything like this. It's all um, unprecedented. So yeah, I think it is important um, to say, but I always, you know, what I've said to my, to my children, and, and I mentioned my daughter who was a senior last year, she's a freshman in college this year. She is not having the normal freshman college experience. And what I, what I say to uh, all of them is, you know, this looks this way and it's not how I would want things either, but we don't know what blessing is going to come out of this and what yeah. um, good things we're going to encounter because of it. So, let's just let's just be patient with it and just kind of like right that's what that's where the like not thinking too far out taking it one day at a time one week at a time um you know when this first started i would say okay we just got to get to the end of april and then i was like all right nope we got to get to the end of may and then no nope mid july and i'm like you know what it's we're just gonna we're just gonna be on this boat for a while (laughs) and so um you know we don't we 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 don't know when it's going to end and we don't know if things will ever go back to like they were. So I think it's, you know, it's important to just, um, to recognize that and to, and to, cause you don't want to make promises you can't keep to your kids. Yeah, that, that is excellent. And I think, um, now more than ever, that's why we decided to do this podcast, uh, learn, learn more with the core because we are made to be connected with each other. And when we're not connected, um, it is really hard on us. And so, um, I appreciate that, um, that information that you shared, Cindy. So in each one of our podcasts, we like to end um, the podcast by each person, each one of our guests, sharing something positive, sharing some encouraging words. So Chad, if you would, please start. 
Well, it's been an honor to, I've learned today. I think, thank you for everyone's input. I think just based on what Cindy was even saying, I think as leaders, be it a parent or just a, a leader of an organization, clarity gives people hope. And I think we have to be encouraging in what we say, but we have to be honest. People want the truth. And so that helps build our trust. And as we build that trust, I think it's always on us to keep looking for the good and give people that sense of hope that, yes, this is where we are, but it is going to get better. And I think it's on us as leaders to make sure we are hope givers to the people that we serve. Yeah, that's that's great. Thank you, Chad. And Stephanie? Um, well, just uh, speaking for the Children's Defense Fund, I know that we are here to help anyone in need, whether they're in need of our service or any outside need to be out like referred to any outside organizations um we are here to help um i know this is a tough time uh for some people more than others but it's a tough time for everybody trying to adjust coming from uh having been affected directly from covid with my aunt being hospitalized for two months her having four i mean three kids that were really you know going through it um I guess just everybody needs to be more understanding, more open to other people's, you know, how people react to things. Um, but we all should be here for each other. And I know us as uh, community health workers or every organization here for the community that we are all here to help. Yes. Thank you, Stephanie. And Cindy? Well, I just, you know, I think that, um, I guess if I, if I have to think of a, of a positive that's come out of this is that we've not had to stop providing services. In fact, we've had um, an increased ability to provide services to our clients. For uh, Insurance companies have um, lifted restrictions. You know, at one time that we were not allowed to provide services, televideo, and now for the time being, those, those, um, service those services we're allowed to do televideo because those restrictions have been um, lifted and we're always trying to find ways to um, meet our clients and and we're we're willing to do that so i think it's great um, that we have that resource and then of course we have our our newer programs that have come out like our crisis counseling assistance program that has come out that people can access for um for free counseling services. So um, I, I think we're all, I think the creativity and the um, passion and desire um, that those of us who work with kids possess always, we're always in a position of wanting to help and wanting to do what we can for our community. Yes, I agree. So thank you. Thank you all for your time today. Thank you, uh, Cindy with Community Health Corps, Stephanie with Children's uh, Defense Fund, and Chad with the Boys and Girls Club of Big Pines. We appreciate you listening to Learn More with the Corps with Community Health Corps.